Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 23. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space first. Bring awareness to the breath. The sacred breath is our established connection to Mother, Father, God, to Source. Every time we stop to bring awareness to our breath and the moment, we are in communication with God, with Prime Creator, the I Am. As I bring myself to this space, I do feel guided to speak about a topic that has a very rigid, anchored in belief system, which is a distortion, and that is the topic of death and what it means to die. So as we prepare to receive deeper understanding about this distorted idea, so will we also be honoring eternal life, honoring your authentic self, your original source self, which is eternal. Brother Yeshua reminded you that you are eternal life. And within the kingdom of heaven, your eternal life awaits you. And today, the point that we are collectively in our development, we are coming to the understanding that we don't need to die to have our life review to have an assessment, to clear away what we call karma, which essentially is causing the effect, clearing away your own grievances and stagnation, integrating the lessons and the data that would lead you to become a more whole and spiritually sovereign being. So you can see on the earth today, the idea of death is worshipped. Especially in America, do we worship the idea of death? You can see the evidence of this in our video games. In the movies, in the media, in the elaborate celebrations of what you call funeral or the wake or to rest, to lay a brother or sister to rest. So really we will be addressing this topic or idea of death which 
you will come to know as a transformation. And the word death is really a construct created by your five sense self, your ego or identity. Because remember, <clears throat> within the vessel you are in the illusion of being separate from your creator. So the idea of death is created by the defense against the truth, which is your body, the five senses, your identity, who you think you are. Who you think you are thinks it dies. Because it's not able to perceive the totality of Mother, Father, God within five senses. But now that we are coming to understand we are more than just the five senses, we are coming to terms with the transcendence of the physical realm, which means to understand that we are not the body. We are eternal life and essentially immortal consciousness, experiencing infinite states of being. So as we address death, any, let us address the topic of death first and just like in every episode, please use your discernment. Death is a defense against the truth. The truth being... You are pure consciousness, experiencing physicality. Your scientists let you know you are energy, which can never be created or destroyed. In a previous episode, we did address the idea of your birth chart, referring to the concept of your starting point. When we say starting point, from the highest perspective, you have never had a starting point or an end. We refer to the physicality, your body today, who you think yourself to be. And that version of you, who you think yourself to be, forgot the many, many other experiences and incarnations you have had that would lead you up to the ability to incarnate on earth during such a very detrimental pivotal, pivotal pivotal very important meaning the choices you make today have effect on all of the cosmos so for the humanoids on earth today you are not beginners you have studied, practiced, researched, died many times. So as we address the idea of death, we have to first establish the concept or idea comes from the five senses. It comes from your distorted belief that you are separate from the Creator, Mother, Father, God. It thinks it dies because it don't remember it is eternal life. Because it is enchanted with the vessel. Remember, the body is beautiful. It should be experienced, honored, celebrated. Your identity, your ego, 
is something that you could not have gone through this journey without. It is your forever companion. This is why we repeat the idea, don't kill the ego, heal the ego. We want it to be your best friend, a dancing partner that knows all the moves in synchronicity with you, that knows the plan, that is on the same page as you and understands the assignment. So what we're doing today is reminding you, we're speaking to the identity, the ego. And we command all thoughts be still except the voice of higher self. We are reminding the five senses that you have forgotten that you are one with your creator, that you are perfect and untouched. You do not die, no. You are immortal, experiencing infinite states of beings. Coming from this perspective, we would like to turn the sacred transition transformation into something that should be honored and dealt with more mindfully on your earth. During the time or moments of your last hour when you are detaching more so from the five cents and the vessel, you are going through a very sacred moment. This transition has been predetermined by you and God, what you call God. Since you know you don't die because you are energy and you know the five senses is giving you the story and you now have come to know you don't need to believe the story, you have come to learn to be the observer of the self and distinguish when you are being the ego identity or your higher self which they are simultaneously taking turns overseeing the vessel. Coming from the perspective that there is no death, to see this transformation as a sacred moment between Mother, Father, God, and the loved one, whoever it might be. We would love to give some tools that may help the transition process be more harmonious. It is very important that the loved one who is transitioning what you call dying or death is as clear-minded as possible. If you can refrain from the substances they offer the loved ones on earth today, this morphine and other what you call medicine or drug to help numb the vessel or body to, they think, relax it. What it is really doing is causing a very conflicting process when the essence is trying to exit the body or vessel. It needs to be so conscious and mindful, aware, watching itself go through this because it needs to ride the breath. The breath is your bridge to God, to Mother, Father, God. And when drugs like morphine are introduced 
into that process, it creates a confusion within the loved one. They are not really sure what is happening because so much awareness is being brought to the five senses, the body with this drug or morphine. It's bringing sensorial awareness to the vessel during the time that awareness should be on the non-physical self. You, when you are exiting, become your own guide. You guide yourself out of the vessel, you might say. You do meet loved ones, your angelic helpers, your most cherished and loved ones are there, yes. Not immediately, though. This is why we say to let the loved one do it drug-free, if possible, to be mindful, coherent, aware, because they must ride the breath to the space where the loved ones are. Remember, you're always meeting higher vibrational beings halfway, even in your physicality. We've done a previous episode about connecting to your spirit guides and loved ones and have established the steps and that is to meet them halfway to vibrationally match. So during this time of death, yes, we want the loved one to be clear-minded and coherent, to be able to calibrate itself to the non-physical self more and to stop it's sort of like they are latching on to the vessel and spirits taking them either way. So it creates one final inner conflict tug of war, yes. Nothing to be worried about. This was the plan, you might say. And we just come as a representative of what you might call a future timeline where this process of death is looked at and honored as a sacred moment or transition, yes. So if at all possible to keep the loved one drug-free, that is the first tool that we would offer, yes. After trying to establish a clear mind for the loved one that is transitioning, The next tool would be to maintain an established open communication. The sense of hearing is the final sense to stop working in the physical body. When your loved ones exit the body, they can still hear you. Sound is a frequency or vibration rather that is perceived through frequency to the body and then translate it into sound. You, the observer or perceiver of the frequency, makes it a sound. If you're not there, there's no sound. There needs to be a perceiver. So the vibration and frequencies need to be perceived or received by the person or being or radio or tower that it is being sent to. And during the transformation process, the loved one is still aware just enough of the five sense perceptual tools. So this is why we say to refrain from using this morphine or other drug because the loved one needs 
to be coherent, to be able to distinguish which tools to use in order to make the process more harmonious. So as they are exiting the vessel, they need to maintain a certain awareness of the body to be able to translate the sound into um, what your words are or what you, whatever you are saying. So during this time, yes, of transformation, what you call death, be mindful of the language and the words that are happening around the loved one. Guide the loved one to a peace of mind and heart, letting them know you have fulfilled your work. Mother, Father, God is calling you home now. It's okay to go. You can still help us and guide us from home with Mother, Father, God, right? You might play your loved one's favorite music. You might sing them their favorite song or recite to them some of their favorite literature. What we are doing is helping the essence, the energy, refer to the data, what you call memories, that are most in alignment with peace and love because that's the space they're going to. They're going regardless. So if we can get them to match the energy of that space before they're going there, it will make the journey way more harmonious and easy. No strain, no resistance. There's a trust and a faith needed during this time because a lot of loved ones might say something like, please don't leave us, you still have so much life left. Please don't leave us, can't you see I need you? I don't know what I'm going to do without you. These are all distortions of the five senses, the version of you that believes in death, that believes they are dying. So when you refer to the five sense interpretation of the process, you are causing stagnant energy. It's no harm, really, because God has them. They will be just fine. But you are making it more difficult for them to let go of this side of the rope. And they're getting rope burn. Right? You're playing tug-of-war with God, and God will definitely win. So when you say things like this, you are influencing, motivating rather, the loved one to attach even harder to the physical vessel, when that fight will never be won. That's not a wise battle. So there is a back and forth, a back and forth process during this time because the loved ones surrounding the one who's transforming or transitioning this will come in a future timeline, but yes, we need to be more mindful to trust the will of Mother, Father, God. When you say things like, please don't leave us, you have so much life to live or so much more to do, this means you think you know better than God, better than the I am, that you think you know the established date, the predetermined exit date of this loved one. And it is difficult. It's not easy. It's only difficult because you're pretending you're the body and the body believes in death. 
So what we're trying to do is establish the knowingness that you can refer to your refined senses that rest with Mother, Father, God, where you are eternal life, which we will get into. So yes, when your loved one exits the body, they still hear you. You can still speak to them for... It it, it, it depends, it differs, it's different for each person. Some brothers, sisters, you can speak to for three days after. Okay? Before they completely detach from the vessel. Some brothers, sisters, depending on the environment that is created, you speak with them for an hour or two, they exit completely, have the life review, sit with Mother, Father, God, and the guides, angelic helpers, and we are accountable for our life. Yes, we are not judged. We are accountable. Law of compensation says, whatever you give, you must receive. So when you sit with your God self, there's no man or woman in a chair judging you. You find it to be your God self. It is you sitting with you. The version of you that is hold the space for you the whole time while you are on earth, what you call higher self or God self. You sit with that version along with many beings, loved ones, and you have a life review, yes. You said you were going to do this, but you did this. Why? You agreed to integrate this lesson and you did this or not. Why? You're not judged. It is assessed, meaning the data is integrated and then you get to determine your next experience, your next incarnation based off the evidence and data you collected during your earth experience. There's no point where you're in trouble, where God, Mother, Father, God says, well, you promised you would do this, but you didn't. Now you're in trouble. You must go back. No, it's never this. It's always you said this, but did this. Why? Coming to terms like loving parents that would just sit and counsel their child to help them find the way, not to ridicule or punish. And then the loved one, you, if it's you, you determine your next experience. Yes. It's your choice. You always maintain your individualized version of self while expanding. This is why you're so special, because you are always you. You just become more integrated and whole and more mindful and aware that you are source experiencing itself in an alter version. Remember, source is playing all parts. So speak with your loved ones during this time. Let them know all is well that they did a great job, that the angels rejoice. Ask them who they see. Which loved ones do you see? What do they look like? What are they telling you? Encourage the connection to the spirit realm because the non-physical guides and loved ones are there, yes. And during this time, we want to refrain from saying things like, please don't leave, right? Be mindful, although it is difficult. It's only difficult because you're thinking you're the five senses, the body, which is the perpetuator of death. It is the version of you that created the idea of death, so it knows it to be true. It says, of course we die. Look, we're in, we're a body. And when we die, we're gone. We're not here anymore. Of course there is death, right? That's the ego because it doesn't remember the totality of what it is, that it is also non-physical. 
and the majority of it, the Oversoul version, the original source self, is immortal. It never dies. You sit next to Mother Father God, perfect and untouched. The non-physical version of you, what we call higher self, never agreed with the idea of death. It never believed it. This is why you grieve and experience unbearable pain during what you call death. The pain is not the evidence of death because the five senses is not qualified to let us know why events happen and why things how they are. Why are things how they are? Why do we seem to die? Why does the forest die and come back to life? The five senses don't know. So when you experience grief and the unbearable pain during a loved one's transition, it is your higher self trying to let you know you are looking at the situation incorrectly and you keep looking at it incorrectly and that's why you experience the pain. You're not grieving and having the unbearable pain because the loved ones seem to die. You have that pain because you are allowing the five senses to tell you what is happening and it is incorrect. The solution will always be presented with the problem. It is up to us as multidimensional beings to distinguish which version of self are we perceiving from and allowing to come to the conclusion. Five senses, your ego, has come to the conclusion that you die because it is not able to perceive Mother Father God from within the vessel, but it can. Today you are learning it can. Within your emotions, your thoughts, and your feelings are your prayers answered. But up until this point, you have allowed the five senses, the ego, to tell you that your negative emotion is a bad feeling, that it's you feeling bad. It never told you it was the indicator that you are looking at your situation incorrectly or looking in the opposite direction of higher self. So the five senses has come to the conclusion you die this whole time worshiping death on earth. And the whole time, Mother, Father, God, Source has been with you during that pain, letting you know it's incorrect, that you don't die actually. And when you believe in the idea of death or look at this incorrectly, you're going to feel awful because you are a vibrational being. You are a perceiver and translator of energies. And when you cross paths with words or information that is not in alignment with the absolute truth, your bodies, remember you have layers of bodies, your electromagnetic field that emanates from your heart, represents the bodies, the layers of selves that you have. So your higher self version, what you might say in your auric field that is closest to the vicinity of source, it never believed in the idea of death. It knows death not to be true because it's resting in eternal life. A version of you 
is resting in eternal life. And that version that rests in eternal life is sending transmissions to you in the physical body. You're in communication with yourself. So let us be in joy and celebration that your grief and unbearable pain was not true this whole time. Was the feeling true? Absolutely. But the translation of the data was incorrect. You thought you cried because your loved one died, but you're crying because you're believing in the idea of death and it's not true. This is why you say this can't be happening. I must be dreaming this just can't be true. You're correct in those moments. And your pain is the validation or the indicator of this, that it can't be true. This cannot be true. A loving God cannot bring us to life to die. And it doesn't. It didn't. We incarnated. We focused ourselves. That version of Source focused itself into the individualized version of you, who you think you are. But you're not the body. But you are. The body is a tool created to help you interpret the environment that you incarnated in. It helped you experience physicality. It's a gift. It's beautiful. It's honored and celebrated. But so is the transition process because there is no death. You're going to your new life. You focused yourself into Earth to integrate specific data and lessons. And by the time of your exit date, you've got all the data. You've expanded. You've been upgraded. So then you go process all the data you've collected. You calibrate yourself based on all the new data. And then you get to choose your next experience. This process from where we are, it never stops. Life never stops experiencing itself. It never stops having preference. You never stop. So when Brother Yeshua told you, I am the way to eternal life, he didn't mean him. He meant the I am is the way to eternal life. When he said, I am the way, he didn't mean him, your brother, the vessel, the brother. He wasn't trying to save you. He was trying to help you save yourself, saying, I am the way, that the I am is within you, and that is the way to eternal life. So, the non-physical version, God-self version of you never believing with the idea of death held the space for you, the space that you can always return to. This is the vicinity we speak of. It's the, scientifically speaking, the furthest extended point in your electromagnetic field that is the receptacle of refined light. Remember, Mother Father God expresses itself to Earth through seven rays of light, the radiance of Mother Father God. And within your electromagnetic field, your aura, you are able to tune in like an antenna to refine light codes or light waves in the ether. You do this all the time. 
But to distinguish it is where the power is. To know that you are connected with a non-physical version of you that doesn't believe in or even acknowledge the idea of death. This is why when a loved one dies, you feel so alone, so confused, because you're totally immersed in the five sense version of you, the body, the ego, realm, earth. You're biting the apple. You believe the story so much. And the guidance that is there for you is there for you, but you're not able to perceive it as a vibrational being. Remember, you need to match the energy of your preference or whatever you're trying to connect with. You need to be open to receiving. So if you're believing in death to totally, of course you're going to feel in pain because you have totally pinched yourself away from Mother, Father, God. Death couldn't be further from the truth. Archangel Mikael, it sounds disrespectful, and it is. He laughs at the idea of death. And it sounds mean, but he laughs with you, not at you. Because he rests where the non-physical version of you knows you don't die. So you might say you are watching yourself from a higher perspective, and you are watching yourself grieve and be worried about death, and you're laughing at yourself because you know you don't die. You are immortal. Not a mean laughter, divine laughter. Thank God we don't die. Thank God that version isn't true. That story isn't true. Right? So yes, you don't die. You are eternal life. And there is a version of you that has always known. This is the version that gives you the pain and grievance when you're seducing the idea of death. Because it's trying to let you know you are incorrect. Energy can't be created or destroyed, and you are energy. Mother, Father, God is unconditionally creating. It only creates. And you were created by love, for love. You come from love. Love don't die. You are love incarnate. Right? So fall back in divine laughter. Knowing... We've been believing a false story from the five senses that was never qualified to tell us about the transitional process anyway. To transform to the non-physical, it's not its business. It's not the five senses' business. That's the non-physical's business. So there is no death. There is only transformation. As we come to the end of the episode, I do feel guided to share some final thoughts from Archangel Azrael, who we call the Angel of Death. He laughs at that title because he knows there is no death. Archangel Azrael is where we get the idea of the Grim Reaper, this idea of a presence awaiting your exit date and half of this story is true the half that comes from the non-physical version of you but the other half has been created by the five sense version of you your physical body or senses your loved ones that have soon passed on rejoice in this day 
that you come to know they are only one thought away. As a vibrational being, you are able to maintain an established connection to all beings. You have a ethereal, etheric cord that comes from your solar plexus, looks like a golden thread connected to all of your loved ones. When you miss them, you might say they're tugging on the thread or strumming the thread, and it vibrationally travels to you in your physical body, but it journeys through other versions of you to get to you. By the time it gets to your physical version or self, you receive it as grief that I miss them. I'm missing my loved ones today. I'm really missing them today, is what the ego five senses say. To miss is to perpetuate the idea they are gone, and this is not the case. So many times you feel like you're missing your loved ones, you are with them. And rejoice and bliss. Distinguish when you are thinking of a loved one or when a sudden memory of a loved one comes up. And be mindful to know that you are receiving this, that it has been a strum from this etheric cord, this golden cord. If you can be more mindful about being the five sense version and the non-physical version, you will know the kingdom of heaven to be true in your heart because this is where your loved ones are. Love is a realm of existence. It is one of the refined senses that allows you to receive and perceive without evidence in the physical realm. Your loved ones are not gone. They have transformed to a more refined version of themselves to be a non-physical aspect now. However, they may be in a physical body today in the next incarnation or experience, yes. But even so, the loved one that you know is there eternally in your heart space. It is data. It is a vibration, a frequency that you can tune into at any time. And they can be this version of self anytime and interact with you. You are multidimensional. This is what that means. So your body today, it's just a state of being. It's a costume that you're wearing for a while. And who you really are is watching the play. It is watching the show, you might say. And when you exit the body, when you take the costume off, you reside where you always are. You're there right now, in the kingdom of heaven right now, with all your loved ones. But as a multidimensional being, you get to choose which dimension you reside in, based on how you feel and what energy you are emitting. What does your energetic signature look like, right? Your focused thoughts and emotions. So you get to choose when you connect with your loved ones, because they're always there and available. Nothing can override your free will. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers, and your loved ones. 
Call upon them and give them permission to help you in all areas of your life. Coming from the perspective that you can connect with them at will because you are not the body. You are animating the body. You are pretending to be the body while resting in the kingdom of heaven. Scientifically, what would the kingdom of heaven be? This would be the original particle that is replicating itself. You return to the single particle, yes, and you establish what the next reflection from that particle would be and look like. You are reflections of source. And source is eternal life. So therefore, so are you.